1: Apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast.
4: My first memory of music is when I was 3, 4 years old. The truth is it was not ready. The song was not supposed to come out. The songs that I write are about something that I've lived, something that I'm feeling in the moment. It gets heavy to be compared and to say, oh, yeah, you're never going to be Jenny Rivera Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Cheekies and Chill. I'm your host, Cheekies, and today we're going to talk about something that's been a huge part of my life for as long as I can remember. Osa, this de Chiquita. Music. We're going to be covering everything from how I got started to where I think my career is headed. It's an episode you won't want to miss, so let's do it. Grab your tequila. This is Cheekies and Chill. All right, guys. So music, musica, Ah, a universal language is what I like to call it. Not only is music a big part of my life, it's also a big part of my identity. You guys, a lot of you probably know me best for being a singer and a performer. My first memory of music is when I was three, four years old. The first song I ever learned. Me la aprendí, les digo, como a las, a los cuatro años. I was sitting on my grandpa's lap in his office and he had one of those little recording devices and it was like those little handheld ones that had the little mini cassettes and he had me on his lap. He's like, cantame una canción. And the only song that I knew that I had learned, my very first song that I had ever learned was by Los Tigres del Norte, La Puerta Negra. And I sang it and I don't know, I wish I could find that recording. I don't know. He must have it somewhere because he doesn't throw anything away. I've never asked him, but that is my first memory. And from there, it's just, I remember being at the swap meet every weekend with my grandma and we would sell cassettes back then and we would listen to all types of music, to Selena, to Bronco, to uh, Los Tucanes, Los Tigres del Norte. Valentín Elizalde, o sea, just so many people, Graciela Beltrán, Jenny Rivera, Lupillo Rivera, everybody. I grew up with music. Y música norteña. Les digo que yo aprendí a hablar en inglés y escribir y leerlo a los siete años. Because You know, I was raised by my grandparents, which meant there was always music playing in the kitchen. My grandma was cooking and there was always music, some type of radio station. We sold music, we sold cassettes. Then from there, we went to CDs. We had discotecas, música del pueblo. There was one in Long Beach, one in Huntington Park. So I was just always around music. I grew up watching my grandpa sing. My grandma's a singer. All my uncles sing, my even the pastor sings at church. The one that didn't really get into it very much was Rosie. But even then, she, I think, sang at church a little bit, and she sang here and there. But in reality, I come from a musical background, which is why I think it's always caught my eye. I wanted to like sing. I wanted to try it. I was afraid because of everything I had seen my mom go through as a female in regional Mexican music. It's, ya saben, it's, un, it's a it's very male-dominated, very, very male-dominated genre. So it's very difficult for women. So... I knew that I wanted to sing. I wasn't sure if I wanted to do Spanish or English, if I wanted to do, I had thought about rock because I really liked Maná at a point. I had thought about so many things, but it was a topic that my mom didn't really want to touch as much because of what she had lived and what she had gone through. So she knew my desires about wanting to become a singer and I would tell her and the whole plan was, okay, we're gonna do, because I loved Limite, you know, Alicia Villarreal, she was in Limite. And I loved her music. So I wanted to do something like that, like Norteño, un grupo de puras mujeres. I was going to be the singer. My mom was going to be the manager. That was like the whole plan. And she says, okay, I will help you. I will support you. But just wait until I have the time to manage your career. You know, I'll do my thing and then I'll take a little bit and then we'll move on with your career. That was the plan. Since I think I was like, I think the first time I ever mentioned it to her, like seriously, was when I was like 23. And thank goodness her career just kept getting better and better and better. The thing is that my mom knew about it and she was just a little hesitant. She would always say, you know what? I just don't know if I want this career for you. It's very, very hard for women. Son muchas desveladas, a lot of early mornings. And they're mean. They're very mean, especially to the women that sing in general Mexican music. So that was her, you know, she was just hesitant. She's like, you don't have to do that. Like, I don't want you to go down the same road. It's very difficult. Just be an actor. More than anything, she always said, get into acting. And she wanted me to be a face model. She's like, I would love for you to be a model, but you're just, you know, you're a little bit round and not, and very short. So just be a face model. (laughs) That was my mama, you know, she said it how it was. So um, I realized that I wanted to sing for the first time when I was 10, when I went to a contest, a singing contest, my grandpa was running it at, at a nightclub in LA and he would do it every Thursday. And he would rent out this place to invite people to come sing. And he would find new artists for his record label like this. One of those nights I said, I told my mom, I want to go up there and I want to sing La Chacalosa. I was 10 years old, you guys. I'm pretty sure they were like, okay, it's cute. Just do it. But that's when I realized I was like, oh, I kind of like like Los Aplausos. Like I like how I feel up here. And I won second place in that um, contest. And that's when I realized I'm like, dude, this this is probably something I want to do. I kept it quiet for a long time. But... That's when I realized. I'm like this is this is kind of cool, like what you feel when you have a microphone in your hand. So th- I was yeah, 10 years old and that was I think the first time that my mom ever saw me sing in public. So in 2011 when I met Angel, my ex-boyfriend. He's in the industry, you know, and I had told him I had mentioned he's like have you ever wanted to sing? I'm like yeah, I actually have. Like I talked to my mom about it and I told him the whole story that I just told you guys. That's when I decided like he said I'm going to help you. I want to help you make this dream come true. And he spoke to my mom and told her that he was going to help me. And he just said that my mom's face was like, uh, because again, my mom was very like competitive in that sense. Like she felt like, who is this guy coming into my daughter's life? And now like she wanted to help me, you know? So it was kind of like, I think that type of thing. So she didn't really like it. I think at first, cause she wanted to be the one to help me, but she said, okay, fine. If that's what she wants to do, help her. So then I started taking vocal lessons. I started taking vocal lessons in 2011. And then I stopped because 2012 was a very difficult year for me because I had moved out in March of 2012. My mom actually kicked me out. As you guys know, if you don't know, read my books. (laughs) And then we had a little bit of issues in September and then she passed away in December. So I kind of took a break. And then 2013, I took a break as well because I was focused on my siblings. So then in 2014, I started up my vocal lessons again and I've had three vocal coaches I've learned a little bit from all of them and it's been great right now. I don't have a vocal coach because my vocal coach moved far away, but I do have all my notes and I practice. I think it's very important to take vocal lessons. It doesn't matter how successful you are. If you are the best singer ever having also a vocal coach in your recording sessions, help you a lot, like to play with your, your voice. Sometimes we get stuck in doing And finishing notes a certain way when in reality you don't know how powerful your vocal cords are That's why I think it's important. There's all types of videos on youtube now That can guide you and help you there. It's amazing So if you can't necessarily afford a vocal coach right now Because it can get expensive. I actually went to one lesson It was demi lovato's vocal coach and he was charging me $500 an hour let me tell you, he was completely worth it, but I was like, $500 an hour, that's a lot. You know what I mean? That was like three years ago, and I said, hold up. That's when I started looking into <laughs> YouTube. Anyways, guys, I'm sure a lot of people think, okay, well, Chiki's decided to sing after her mom passed. Uh, no, that's why I was like, it's important for me to talk about this, have an episode on music, because it's something that I absolutely love. It's something that I've been wanting to do for years, as you guys now know. And they may also think, okay, well, it's been really easy for her because she comes from a very famous musical family. And in reality, it's been quite the opposite. I think it would have been easier for me if I didn't have a famous mother, if I didn't have a famous family. That's just the truth. So many people think, oh, yeah, she, she has it easy. You know, le, le fue, ya tenía camino. Y en realidad, I think it kind of made it more difficult because then the comparisons came and compared me to my mom. And that's where it was like, guys, for so long, I was like, you guys need to give me the opportunity. It's my first time recording in a studio, <laughs> first of all, with my first song, Paloma Blanca. If you guys have followed my career, that was my first song. And I have to admit, it was not the best. If it was if not, if, if I could be quite frank, it was horrible, you know, but <laughs> that helped me learn and grow, but if you guys listen, now that we're talking about my mother, you know, Jenny Rivera, if you guys listen to my mom's first albums, you will see how different her voice was. When my mom passed, she had 20 years on me of experience of doing live concerts of making adjustments vocally and as a performer. So when I came in, it was kind of like they expected me to just be as amazing as my mom was, but we all start somewhere. And I just felt like it was even harder. I was always going against the current. I was like, there were so many times that I was like, F this. My mom was right. It is a very difficult career. And yes, las desveladas, the early mornings, it's a lot. And how people and how women, should I say, are treated in this industry Or should I say mainly in our in our genre, in my genre, it sucks, guys. It does. So my mom was completely right. That's when I went from like, oh my God, like I totally understand her. I totally get it. I would even talk to her out loud and be like, mom, you were right. But I'm in it already. And I was also taught to always finish what I start. So I said, I'm still having gotten to where I want to get to. I want a Grammy. And I got the Grammy. And I'm not going to lie, being that it's still so difficult, guys, sometimes I'm like, you know what? There's so many other things that I could be doing. And I've thought about it. Like, okay, I already got my Grammy. Thank God. Do I need to continue? But there are still things that I want to accomplish. So anyways, we'll get more into that in a little bit. Coming from a family of musicians. Again, I think it's been harder for me. Did I get the support that I expected, that I wanted? From my family, yes and no. It came in bits and pieces, to be honest. It has never been something that was all the way through. Not only was I getting a hard time from the world when I first started my career, but also internally in my family, it it, it felt like in some way they thought I was my mom's competition or that I wanted, Mas Bien, wanted to be my mom's competition, that I wanted to fill my mom's shoes, and that is, has not ever been the case. Because I always say this, those shoes are so massive that it, not me, not another woman, not anyone can ever fill those shoes. Jenny Rivera is Jenny Rivera. Selena Selena. Juan Gabriel is Juan Gabriel. Those people are icons and idols and legends that no matter who comes, there will never be another Jenny Rivera. There will never be another Selena. There will never be another Juan Gabriel. There will never be another Michael Jackson. People want to compare Michael Jackson with Bruno Mars. And I'm like, dude, they're so different. Yeah, they have little similarities, pero cada quien. And and it gets heavy to be compared and to say, oh yeah, you're never going to be Jenny Rivera. I don't want to be Jenny Rivera. I want to be cheekies. I want to be cheekies. I want you to listen to my music. I have a whole other story to tell and my own experiences through my music that that's where like for a long time, it was heavy. And I think certain members of my family, my extended family thought that, and I'm like, no, like, I just want to try it. I want to do it. This is something that I've wanted to do. And I'm not, I refuse to go on with my life and say, I didn't do it because it was going to upset other people or because I shouldn't have done it or because I was scared. I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to try it. And thank goodness I did because I'm very proud of how far we've come. You know, it's not where I want to be. I feel like every album, every song is better and better. And I'm my own competition. I don't see anyone else's competition. I don't look at what anyone else is doing. I praise other women. I support other women in the genre because that's what we need more of. There hasn't been enough of that, I think. So I'm trying to, whatever it is that I have accomplished, bring other women along with me. Other very talented women, especially in my genre, so that they can also show through my platform their voice, their talent, you know? It is a very, very difficult genre for women. It just is. It is what it is. It is male-dominated. I've even heard stories about women having to or have been offered <laughs> to say, okay, I'll put you on radio if you, if you sleep with me. Some women have done it, some women haven't. That's none of my business. Lo que quieren hacer con su culo, cada quien. That's just the truth. Whatever. Thank God. Thank goodness. I've never had to do that. I know my mom was offered a couple of times. She told me herself. And of course, you guys know my mother. She's like, F you. I'm going to sleep with you if I want to sleep with you. But my vagina doesn't want you. So I'm not going to. <laughs> so she got to where she got solita tambien. Por chingarse. And me too. I started my relationship with Angel, who was who's very known and has accomplished a lot in regional Mexican music before him and I met organically. And throughout our relationship, then, you know, it just happened that he wanted to help me. But it's not like I had to sleep with him for him to help me. There was it was an actual relationship of almost five years. But um, no, thank goodness. No one has ever offered me to say, hey, you know, suck my penis and I'll put you on the charts. (laughs) And I wouldn't. I've heard of stories, and i obviously heard of my mom's, but I have not been offered. Thank the Lord. So going back to it being harder for me, I think, to start my career, I felt like I was for a long time going against the current. But obviously being born and raised in a family of musicians, it did have its perks. I know a lot about music because of my family. I did get a a lot of advice from my uncles, I asked a lot of questions, I saw a lot of things. Tengo muy buen oído para la música, like I I can find my tonos right away, like I'm I, it's something that I think is just in me, you know what I mean? And I'm very grateful because they did. They did help pave the way, like my mother, my uncles, my grandpa, my grandpa's huge in this. Like if it wasn't for my grandpa, none of us, I think, would be or have this opportunity because he did start the Rivera dynasty, so I'm very grateful and he's a very very smart Businessman. So I learned a lot about the business through my grandpa, and just kind of they did help pave the way. And in a way, I guess, yeah, like more people because of the Rivera last name, it was kind of like, okay, well, I'll, I'll take a chance to listen to this girl. But not, I think, when it came to listening to the, especially the first song, you guys, the truth is it was not ready. The song was not supposed to come out. <laughs> so I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you guys are right. The song was not ready and it was not good. I think the song itself is good, Paloma Blanca, but I was not ready vocally at all. It was just a surprise. A lot of you guys may know this story, but Angel at that time wanted to surprise me with the song on the radio and he just brought it out without it being 100% ready. So that started a whole thing. I thank him because he wanted to surprise me. But then my team, my management was just like, what the heck? It just kind of, I feel like we started ass backwards. So anyways, if you guys want to know a little bit about that, I do mention it in my first book, Forgiveness. So you guys can go ahead and read the details as to how I started my career and what happened. <laughs> anyways, I'm grateful for him. Everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. And yes, I just feel like, yeah, because I come from a family, Of musicians, people expected me to sing this certain way or sing like some of my family members or sing like my mother. And that's why it was a little harder. It was there was, había mucha, mucha critica. And they had, I guess, something to compare it with, which is why it was more difficult. But I like to take the positive out of things. And the truth is that I did learn a lot, that I am very grateful that I had almost all my family to see everything that they did to learn from everything that they did, to learn from their mistakes as well. And, you know, do esa escuela, no? So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that, for sure.
5: As an actor, a producer, and a proud Latino father, my days can get very busy, which is why I make sure to dedicate time to what's important, like supporting my community through my work, sharing my Colombian and Venezuelan culture, and being present for my family, which is everything to me. Hey everyone, it's Wilmer Valderrama, and we're reflecting on what matters most. I start by giving thanks for good support in my life whenever I need to make the big decisions. How about you? If it's insurance you need, State Farm is there to help you choose the right coverage for you. And State Farm offers great support 24-7. Just call an agent. Stair Farm is also a big supporter of Michael Tura Podcast Network by helping to share our Latinx voices. Like a good neighbor, Stair Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite Michael Tura shows wherever you get your podcasts.
3: My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con The Story of BitCon.
4: I'm asked this question all the time, like, why do I think that it's harder for women in, in regional Mexican music? And I've thought about it a lot. And first of all, I think the women for a long time in this industry, they felt like there was only one spot, only one woman. Why it's like that. I have no idea, but for years it's like everyone, all women are fighting for that one spot And that's something that I've wanted to change since I started singing and I stepped into this, into this genre because I felt like, why is it that we can't be like the Urbano, the reggaeton side of things, those genres that women collaborate together. And that's what I, I did it for the first time in my, in, in my playlist album. I said, I want three women that I admire, that I love on one song. It's never happened. Why? I don't understand why it hasn't happened in so many years. And there's so much talent, so many talented women. A lot of them are my friends. And at first it was kind of like, it was just like this tension when I first started singing. But then I, con tiempo, I started reaching out and I'm like, Hey, I, peace and love guys. Like, let's be cool. A lot of them have been awesome. There have been a few that have been bitches to be honest, but whatever I've tried. <laughs> and I just wanted to do that. Some something for the first time. And I think for a long time, one of the main things is not enough women in the genre, support each other, empower each other. I think that's been a thing. And this whole idea of there just being one spot for women because it is a male dominated like especially music banda norteño it's like that's for men like women shouldn't be singing that women should be singing baladas and and mariachi and stuff like that like cuz that's more of an elegant type of of music you could say banda's a little bit more rugged it's it's if you want to call it ghetto call it ghetto whatever you want to call it but i think for a long time especially banda women that sing banda specifically it's kind of like It's like you're competing against all these men, and there are a lot of men. I mean, also, the women that are in high positions in radio or high positions and now digital platforms, I feel like those women, I don't know what it is, but support men more than women. And that's just the truth, and that's what I've noticed, and it sucks and men that are in those positions, even if there are women that want to support our music and want to play our music or add us to playlists, there are men that stop it. Why? I, I don't know. I think it's just very sexist. It's kind of like this is a man's world. This musica de hombre. For a long time, they criticized my mom for singing Corridos. Thank goodness for, for her hard work. She made it possible. She made it possible for it to be a little bit more Okay. But it has been a struggle. And I think right now it's better than it ever has been because I think we're a little bit more adamant and intentional about supporting one another as women. And that's something that I'm very proud to say. I think I was one of the first, if not the first, to share women's music on my social media, to collaborate with other women in my genre. Like for me, it's like, yo no tengo celos. Like todos tenemos nuestro brillo, cada quien brilla. And for me, it's like, I can't take away what you have and you can't take away what I have. So why don't we just get together and make this bigger? You know what I mean? And that's just the truth. And that's something that I've tried to just with the years, just really, really not just talk about it, but be about it. But I think it's a little bit of a lot of things. And that's why I think also women, other women that listen to this music should support more Women in in the industry, I get it, like there's a lot of men. I mucha música de banda de hombres y como que, I think it's easier for a woman to go to a man's concert and admire him for obviously the way he sings, but you know, if he's handsome or his package or whatever the hell, but for another woman to support go to another woman's concert, I would say. so that's another thing. There's just a lot of different things, anyways, guys. I can honestly tell you, yes, it's been a tough road. With lots of bumps and obstacles and cracks in the pavement in my music career. But I'm very, very grateful. I'm very happy. I feel very proud of myself. Every album has been a learning experience with my first album, Ahora. I was still trying to find myself. I was able to experiment with different sounds, trying to find where I felt the best. I invested a lot of ridiculous money on that album, very unnecessary, but I learned. Then Entre Botellas was completely banda, And I felt like this is what I like. This is lo que me prende. Estar en un escenario and sing banda, it honestly excites me. I love listening to it. I love jalando la banda here at my house y el norteño. It's just something that makes me happy. So I feel like in my second album, Entre Botellas, I kind of just got it. And then I wrote a little bit more in there. I felt like that was like the first time where I felt, okay, I'm getting confident. I'm getting better. And then Playlist... Was a little bit like ahora, you know, because I had a little bit of a mix. It's it's a playlist of, of music, of Cheeky's music. That's when we got the Latin Grammy, you guys. So I feel very proud with my third album. I felt like, okay, I learned from my first and my second. What am I gonna do different? I wanna mix and master everything from the sounds, like listening to it in my car, just learning, okay, this is my vocal range. This is where my voice sounds the best and this is where I'm going to stay. There's no need to try to show off and sing crazy high porque me voy a desgastar la voz. The good thing is is I can I can sing very low. A lot of women can't. I can sing very low and I can sing really high if I wanted to, but I finally found like this is where it's at. This is like where I feel good. And I think that's what's the biggest difference with my first and second album with the third album playlist. I felt like I got it. Ya agarré el gusto a esto. Like I got a grip on this and I'm proud. I feel like without a doubt in my mind, Playlist deserved that Latin Grammy. No matter what anyone wants to say, no matter what anyone wants to think, I don't give an F. For that, I would get like two middle fingers up in the air to those that want to criticize and want to say that I bought the damn Grammy. How do you even buy a Grammy? First of all, (laughs) that's crazy. Whatever, say what you want. But if you listen to the album, all the songs from the beginning to the end, The way I chose every song, the flow of the songs, the sound, those are things that the Academy, the Latin Grammy Academy listened to. And I went in there with that intention, like recording that album. I'm like, I'm going to win a Latin Grammy. I put all the energy, I put in all the work. I was like, I learned, I took lessons. I asked people, like, I was like, okay, wait a second. Like, what is it that the Academy looks for? And I followed those guidelines. I was like, okay, cool. This is what I want. This is what I want to accomplish. And we did it. And a lot of people don't want to invest, especially in regional. They don't want to invest the money to perfect their craft. And that's something that I'm all about. I'm all about investing. I'm about investing your money, especially in your craft. And for me, that album was everything. It was number three, the number three is huge for me. You guys know I believe a lot in numerology, so I invested that extra money to master everything at the same level, the same sound, where everything felt like it was in your face and not behind you. There's just so much to it. But anyways, bottom line is I'm very proud of myself. I'm very proud, and I can honestly say I enjoy listening to my songs now. I think my first album's a little difficult for me to listen to certain songs, but hey, I was just starting, especially Paloma Blanca. That's a song that I love because I wrote it for my mom. But it's I want to re-record that song one day, guys. I want to re-record that song so bad because it deserves it. The song is beautiful. It's a beautiful song. It's it's I wrote it from the bottom of my heart, but it's hard for me to listen to, to be honest. But now I can tell you that I listen to my music. I listen to the songs that I'm recording right now. This album that's coming, Abe I'm very fucking proud. I can say, wow, I enjoy. I, I listen to Quiero amanecer Con Alguien. And I'm like, yes, it's even better than Mi Problema. And it's so different from Cualquiera, which are songs that are going to come out in this album. And I'm just like, I, I feel like I'm my own competition. I'm like, that's what it's all about. It's bettering yourself. What can you do to better yourself in your craft? keep learning keep striving for that knowledge whether you're a singer whether you're, or whether you're a cosmetologist whether you do nails for a living whatever it may be it is so important to keep learning to want to learn not to ever feel comfortable and say okay well yeah cool i got a latin grammy i'm just going to chill uh no now i'm like this album has to be better than playlist that won the the latin grammy because i want to just prove it to myself and and this album is so i'm so excited for it i can't wait for you guys to listen to it anyways guys I can honestly say that me siento muy orgullosa eh, de donde hemos llegado. It's been a great team. I have a great team behind me. I can't do any of this by myself. I I am so grateful with everyone, with anywhere from my assistant, Omi, to to my manager, to mi banda chingonsisima que tengo, que me acompañan en las presentaciones en vivo. And honestly, I'm just going to, right now, I'm focusing on this next album. I think for me, I want to do a tour to be honest. I want to do a tour in Mexico and los Estados Unidos. And I have a few things on my vision board, things that I want to accomplish, a few sold outs that I I want. So I don't know, lo voy a dejar en las manos de Dios. I am doing what I can. I've learned to set goals, but just focus in the moment. And right now the moment is finishing this album, getting my tour ready, We start April 10th in the Paula Casino. I have some dates in the States as well as in Mexico, and I'm just going to let it be. Que sea lo que Dios quiera. And I'm just taking it day by day right now when it comes to this because I really need to finish this album.
0: I love sharing positive tips with my listeners on everything from health challenges to relationship troubles because life happens, baby, but you got this. Hi there. and stories. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Listen to new episodes of your favorite My Cultura shows wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: My name is Johnny B. Good, and I'm the host of the new podcast, Creating a Con The Story of BitCon. Over this nine part series, I'll explore the life and crimes of my best friend, Ray Trapani. I always wanted to be a criminal. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme.
5: You can only fake it till you make it for so long before they find out that your Harvard degree is not so crimson.
1: How could you sit there and do something that you know will objectively cause more harm in the world?
3: Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
6: Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver.
4: With this album, Abeja Reina, as those of you that listen to my music may know, a lot of the songs that I write are about something that I've lived, something that I'm feeling in the moment, y casi siempre son de desamor, siempre. The first song, Quiero Amanecer Con Alguien, is the first love song that I sing that I really like, and it's a cover. But I think. More than anything, what inspires me to write, to record the songs that I record, the songs that I even sing live, even if they're not my own, is just I need to feel them. Tengo que poder defenderlas en un escenario. Decir, yo pasé por esto. I don't know if a lot of artists are like that. I think a lot of artists just can sing songs and whether they've been through that or not. For me, it's super important. I, I have this saying I've shared here with you guys too. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. So if I feel that song in my heart, even if I'm not living that situation in the moment, if I lived it two years ago, I still can sing that song on stage. Like I'm going through it in that moment. Is poder defender la canción. What I write to, there's a corrido coming. I think this is the first corrido. Actually, no, the second corrido because the first one is La Necia. La Necia that I I wrote. And then uh, Abeja Reina, which is the name of the album, is also a corrido. But I felt like I was ready. I felt like, okay, I've been holding on to this song for a little bit, for like, I don't know, almost two years, I think, because I wasn't ready. I need to feel ready. Like, okay, puedo defender esta canción? Yes, I can. Every word in this song, I can go up there and say, hell yeah, I'm that bitch. So I feel like now, I feel like I'm that bitch. Like, I have gotten this far. Like, I'm happy. I'm proud of myself. Like, I enjoy being on stage. I don't care what anyone has to say. I'm all like, you know what? If you guys want to criticize me, go to one of my concerts and then you'll see what I'm all about on stage. So now I'm like, be quiet. (laughs) Go ahead. Say what you will. It's a part of it. I've learned that people are going to criticize regardless even Taylor Swift, who I think is amazing. She's thin and beautiful and is amazing, amazing performer and singer. And she's always getting criticized for one reason or another. When I saw that, I'm like, dude, this is just part of it. We have to understand anyone that wants to be a singer, wants to step into this world, this industry needs to know that there are going to be people that love your music and there are going to be people that don't. And that's it. Like we have to be okay with those things. It's part of it all. The haters are part of everything. There's always going to be naysayers and people that are trying to bring you down. And it's just kind of like, it's just part of it. You know what I mean? So it really shows like what you're made of if you can get through all that and keep going. And I think that's why more than anything, I feel very proud of myself. Abeja Reina, my album, my fourth album is what I want to focus on. And my tour, start my tour this year. But if we're looking, you know, five years down the road, I want to have a couple more albums believe it or not, I want a Christian album. I want and feel the need. I have one song that I want to sing. It's in English that I I have for God. He's a huge part of everything that I do, as you guys know. So I want to do like conferences or like seminars that like Tony Robbins, you know, that last two or three days. I have that in my mind. I have ideas for two more books, not memoirs. <laughs> I want to stay away from those for a while but I do have two ideas that I I, I already talked to, to my book agent and I want to work on. I want to show you guys. I also want to show a panel show of not only women, but I have this whole idea. I can't really say much because I'm all about protecting, you know, but I do want like a panel show where we just kind of like a podcast, but like it could be probably a podcast with other people. Oh my God, that'd be awesome. Right. And like have the cameras there we could be in our pajamas. I don't know, but just talk about all kinds of shit and get the opinion of so many different people. So I have so many dreams, you guys, and so many things that I want to accomplish. And today when I was, I had my vision board and I was cleansing it with Palo Santo and I was lighting my candles. I was like, okay, God protect everything that I want to do. And may your will be done because there's so many things that I want to do, but Sometimes we are meant to do other things. So I'm just going with the flow, but those are some of my dreams and I share them with you guys because I know the people that listen to this podcast and to my podcasts have all, send me good vibes. So send me good vibes, guys. Que todo sea, se sea una realidad o lo que Dios tenga para, no, para mí, para nosotros. Que se, se haga una, una realidad. Que sea más que nada la voluntad de Dios. But I have a lot of things. Maybe I'll be a mom, guys, in five years. I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe I'll be a mom. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe I have all these things and then I become a mom and then like I just focus on my child. But knowing me, I love to work. So I highly doubt it. Maybe for a year, I'll focus on the kid. Brianna's my producer, guys. She just asked me a question. Now that we're talking about kids, if I would want my kids to be in this industry, guys, I don't know. That's a very good question. Now, I understand my mom more than ever, you guys, more than ever. Things that I was so hard on her about and I was a bit critical, I'll be honest, where I was tough on her. Like, why aren't you here for birthdays and this and this and that? And even when she hit, I I don't know if it was necessarily a fan, but someone in in the audience, he he was pulling her hand and she hit him with the microphone. I didn't understand that. At first I was like, mom, you're an artist. Like you can't be doing those things and all this stuff because they press charges and the whole thing, right? Right. So I was kind of like hard on her and she's like, well, you don't know. Like at the end of the day, I'm a woman. And I'm like, now I get it, guys. Now I'm like, dude, if someone were to throw someone, and I've done this before on stage where they've thrown something or if they've said something to me in the crowd and I stopped the whole show and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, get this person out. You're not going to disrespect me. And I think of my mom in that moment. I'm like, oh my God, me estoy tragando las palabras because- now I get it. Now I am on stage. Now I'm singing. Now I'm a woman in this industry. And she was absolutely right. It's not easy. So if my daughter grew up and wanted to be a singer, I would definitely support her. I would definitely want to manage her or at least be there with her. I would support her and and guide her as much as I can. But I would tell her what my mom said. I would say, it's not easy. It's tough. Be ready. You have to have a hard shell and a soft heart and you got to toughen up because I will be honest, this, this career, this industry, I think more than anything has, I'm different now and I am, and I can admit that I was so naive, so gullible when I started. And this career, it's made me like, I have tougher skin. Like now I guess it is the music that I sing. I don't know. You feel like you have to be strong and you have to show these men I can do this too. So it just does something to you. I don't know how to explain it. I don't regret it because I feel like we're evolving. Like we need to, like, that's just part of life is evolving. But I do see a different cheekies and not necessarily in a bad way, because I feel like I'd rather be this way and be more alert and be mas lista, you know, like I can catch bullshit now than before. I was just very naive and very like a pushover, a people pleaser. And like this industry will do that to you. And now I understand my mom. Now I understand her. She would always say, this career made me a bitch. And I'm like, oh, because I would, I'm telling you, I would tell her, mom, I don't agree with that. You shouldn't do that. And now I'm like, mom, I'm sorry. I get it. I fucking get it now. Like, I get it. And I have compassion. Honestly, I have compassion for her. And I thank her because yes, she wasn't there for some birthdays. She wasn't there for some holidays, but she was the motor of our family. And sometimes now I have to miss Jenica's birthday sometimes or, I can't be there for certain holidays because I'm working and it's like, I got to do what I got to do. I got to pay my bills. And now I'm like, mom, thank you. Like my respects to you and your hard work and you did it. That's why I always say she's my teacher. She's my life professor guys. It takes a lot of balls or ovarios like my mom would say to admit that, but Hey, you guys know how I am. I'm very honest and upfront and I can tell you guys the way it is because I have nothing to hide and it's a part of my growth and I'm not ashamed of it. So mom, my hat goes off to you're the bomb. <laughs> well, guys, I hope you've learned a lot about me and my career. And I hope I've also inspired some of you to follow your dreams. Today's Motivational Monday quote is exactly that. And it goes a little something like this. It says, courage. If you have a dream, you need to follow it. And not just follow it, but chase after it. Sprint towards it. Go towards it with passion, with a fighting spirit with the courage to do whatever it takes to make it happen. Too many people are walking around with silent dreams because they shoved them aside too many times. They told their dreams that they were too big, too unrealistic, too impossible. Don't let that be you. You do have the strength. You are capable. You do have what it takes. You can accomplish even your wildest dreams. Your only question is, do you have a few tiny moments of courage to say yes? Guys, listen to that again. More than anything, what I wanted for this episode was to inspire and encourage you guys to follow your dreams no matter what is said, no matter if people say you should or shouldn't do it. It's what you're meant to do. Again, thank you for listening to another episode of Cheekies and Chill. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners. I am so grateful. And yeah, have a great week, guys. And I will catch you next week this is a production of iheart radio and my cultura podcast network follow us on instagram at my cultura podcasts and follow me Chiki's that's c-h-i-q-u-i-s for more podcasts from iheart visit the iHeartRadio radio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows